Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. said unto them, I want you to say this with me. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. <laughs> this is not just an ordinary man. That even the wind and the sea obey him. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning on this subject. Storms. Storms. I wonder if we could just lay our Bible down. Lift our hands to the Lord this morning and just ask him to speak to us. Come on, right now, lift your, lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your heart to God. Lord, I need you to speak to me this morning. God, speak to my situation. My heart is open. God, I pray that you would anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to be understanding of your word. God, I pray that your hand would be upon this congregation of people. Let your hand be up on me. Let me preach good, Lord. And we'll, we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. You can be seated. Storms. 
Amen. How many know that storms are a fact of life? Amen. Storms are are times. Somebody say times. They are times in our life. Amen. How many know that 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 storms are uh, effective here? on this earth, amen, all of us at, at some point in our lives are affected by storms, amen, if you talk about the storms of weather, amen, that there are certain seasons in the year that storms are more prevalent, amen, there are certain times of the year when, when storms are, are more dangerous, amen, than others, Amen. There, are, uh, if you if you talk to anybody that is a navigator of the ocean, they will begin to tell you about the times of the year that uh, you should travel on the ocean, and then the times of the year that you should stay out of certain parts of the ocean. Amen. How many know that uh, there are storms that rise up that are devastating? Amen. There, there are we we experience hurricanes in in our nation. Amen. On the coasts of our nation. Uh, where where there are times where the winds exceed 175 miles per hour, Amen. And how many know that 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 is devastating to our habitation and devastating to our way of living, Amen. And and after the storm is over, it's up to the people to pick up the pieces. Come on, pick up the pieces and what's left, and attempt to rebuild what the storm has destroyed. We say, man, we can we can act like storms don't happen, and we can uh, we can run from storms. How many know that the, the storms that happen on the hurricane on the coast of our country, uh, they send out an alert or an emergency signal saying that there's a storm coming. We got it on the radar, and it's on its way. Amen. It's it's coming. It's it's going to be here between this time and that time. So if you don't want to go through what this storm is going to bring you, then you better hightail it out of dock. Come on. And, and yeah, they show pictures and videos of the interstates and uh, how they're backed up bumper to bumper. Everybody's trying to get out of the place that the storm is going to impact or to affect because nobody, I don't care who you are, wants to go through a storm. And if you want to go through a storm like that, there's something loose upstairs. Amen. There's people that chase them. Amen. You'll see the weather guy. What's his name? What's the weather guy's name? Yeah, Jim Cantor. For the Weather Channel. He'll be in the middle of the storm with his rain suit on and holding on to something stable and the wind will be blowing and he's broadcasting from the eye of the storm with Jim Cantor. Amen. Craziness. Got to be half-witted to be wanting to do something like that. We can run from the earthly storms. We can, we can detect 
victim a lot of times on the radar and we can we, which it gives us an indication of when they're going to show up and how powerful they're going to be and and the impact and the, the storm surge and everything that it brings with it but I want to tell you but there are storms in life that you can't detect and that you can't plan for and you, you can't run from come on there are times when things happen in our world that we didn't plan for and they impact our life and sometimes leave us questioning our very existence. Can somebody say amen? Storms are real. Amen. There's many places in the Bible where storms are mentioned. Amen. The storms of life are times when things come up in our lives that we didn't expect. Amen. There are financial hardships. There are losses of jobs. Come on. There, there's, there's health issues that arise in our lives. There are, there, there are relationship issues that come up. Come on. There are times when, when people pass away abruptly or suddenly. Amen. That we did not expect it to happen and brings with it a certain set of circumstances that we didn't plan for and that we weren't ready to face. Amen. But we have to understand through all the storms of life that we know one that's beyond the storm. We know one that's greater than the storm. We know one that knows all of our goings out and our coming ins, who sees every function and facet of our life. I want to tell you this morning, if you are in Christ, you have nothing to fear because God is on board. He is on the ship with you. You have nothing to worry about. Somebody say amen. There's storms mentioned in the Bible. There are a storm mentioned in the book of Jonah. Amen. There are times when storms arise from different things, from different sources. Amen. Jonah, the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah. It told him to go to Nineveh. Jonah got up and went down to Tarshish on his way to a place that's 2,500 miles away from where he was told to go. You want to talk about trying to run from the call of God. Amen. He, he ran from it. The Bible says that he went from the presence of the Lord. And so the direction that he went was opposite of where God was wanting him to go. Amen. He went the opposite direction. Come on. He started going where he wanted to go to do what he wanted to do. Somebody say amen. But the Bible says in the book of Jonah, the first chapter and the fourth verse. Okay. The word of the Lord came to him at the beginning of the chapter. And by the fourth verse, the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was likely to be broken. Amen. So Jonah's decision to go away from the Lord caused the Lord to send a storm. Some storms are from the Lord. Come on, somebody. There are some storms that are from the Lord. Amen. And they are sent to us, not to destroy us, but to get us back on the right path. 
Come on, how many know that the Bible says that the storm rose up and, and, and all of the sailors were, that they were questioning one another and they couldn't believe that there was a storm of this magnitude because they'd never seen anything like this happen. And because they had never seen anything like that happen, they knew that God was in charge of this storm. And so they started looking around. Okay, is there anybody on this boat that I don't know? You. What's your story? Come on. What are you running from? Come on. God's mad at somebody. God's not pleased with somebody. Amen. I'm going to tell you, when you start going the wrong direction, doing the wrong thing, there's a call of God in your life. He, he'll do what's necessary to get you picked up and turned around and back in the right direction. Come on. If it's a storm... Amen. The Bible says that they feared for their life and they started throwing out their cargo and doing everything they could do to help to try to navigate the storm. They tried to fight through the storm. They tried to get through God's storm. Come on. They tried to push their way through what God had sent to deter them and to stop them. I want to tell you, I don't care how much fortitude you have. I don't care how much self-will you have. You can't will yourself through a storm that God has sent to turn you around. Come on. The only thing that's going to stop it is when you turn around. Come on, some of us are fighting things that we shouldn't be having to fight. Come on, you've lived long enough, you should know better. You should know better than where you're at. If you see God in your way, wrecking everything in your path, it's time to turn around. I'm just going to fight through it. I'm just going to fight through it. No, you're not. If it's come from God, you can't overcome a storm that he has that He has put in your path. In fact, he has prepared a fish for you. Elbow your neighbor say, is that you he's talking to someplace? Come on, he's prepared a fish. Amen. He said, there's only one way that this is going to stop, and that's if you throw me over. Because I'm not jumping over myself. You have to be crazy. Have you ever been out in the ocean or seen the ocean in a massive storm? You have to throw me over, Brother Terry. Come on. I'm not jumping. I know what's under those waters. Well, I don't know what's under those waters. I don't want to experience and find out what's under those waters. The Bible says that he said, the only way you're going to get through this, if you throw me over. Come here, Weston. You're not used to it. Well, come help me. Come here, Ethan. can't be on our boat anymore. So they picked him up. He's not going to jump in your arms. He don't want to go in the ocean. All right, hold your, hold his ankles. On the count of three. Stop, seriously. 
not going to let them hurt you. Amen. Thanks, guys. They picked them up and they threw them overboard. How many know the Bible says that the moment that they threw him over, what happens? The storm stopped. The moment that they got Jonah off the boat, the storm stopped. Now you can go on and go on, deliver whatever cargo you got left. He done wrecked your trip. Amen. They threw him over. The storm stopped immediately. Now the battle is Jonah. Jonah's having a battle internally in the belly of a fish. Come on, I didn't plan on talking about this so long, but he got in the belly. As soon as he got in the water, God had prepared a fish for him, swallowed him up. The Bible says he was in the belly of hell for three days and three nights. Amen. When you're in the belly of hell, you got some time to contemplate the decisions that you've made. Amen. You know, he, he, he was willing to let them throw him overboard and give up his life instead of going to Nineveh and doing God's will. But God had a different plan. You know that Jonah was safer in the belly of that whale than he was in the ship. That in the belly of that whale, he was in God's plan. God had prepared that for him and he was going to take him where he needed to go and create in him an atmosphere in his heart that he could serve God with all of his heart and do what God had prepared him to do. God knows what to prepare for us to get us right with him. He knows where to take us and to put us in order to get our hearts right with him. Amen. He didn't give him a choice. You're either going to die in here or you're going to Nineveh. Amen. Come on, that some point in the trip. Come on. How many know that 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 whale turned from being away from the presence of the Lord and going to the presence of God where God told him? Because when he puked him up out of there, he was in Nineveh. He was on the shore that he needed to be on. Man, he did a beeline. I heard a preacher say just recently that your, your, your situation is getting sick of you. That's so funny. That whale got sick of him. Amen. Vomited him up on the shore. Your situation is getting sick of you. Amen. Why don't you turn your heart? Come on. Turn your mind toward the Lord. There's only one way for it to get it to stop. When you make up in your mind that you're going to do the Lord's will, go where he wants you to go, do what he wants you to do, then it'll stop. Come on. It'll all stop. Amen. God prepared that storm. But there are other storms that rise up in our lives to keep us from where God is sending us. Man, and and. In the scriptures that we just read, the Bible tells us that Jesus was preaching out of the one of the boats. And, and after he was done, it was time for evening. And he said, let's go over to the other side. 
let's get in the boat. We got a destination to get to. We're going over to the other side. Man, they get in the boat. Jesus goes in the back of the boat and goes to sleep. Man, they get about halfway across and a tempest rose up. And man, it was a it was a storm. The winds were contrary, blowing against them. Amen. A storm. Has anybody ever tried to navigate in a storm? Amen. You try to stay on course. The whole battle in a storm is to stay on course. Right? Because a storm wants to blow. When the waters get stirred up, it wants to take you one way or the other. It wants to take you wherever the winds blow you. Come on. Whichever direction the wind is blowing, that's that's the way it's going to try to take you. Amen. It's going to take you whatever wind is blowing. And so if the wind is contrary to your direction, it's going to try to take you back from where you came from. Amen. It's going to try to get you to turn around. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, it's not safer to turn around. Amen. Once you've started out on a journey with the Lord, it's not safer to turn around. You are safer where you're at with God. Come on. There might be circumstances or situations that have risen in your life to try to keep you from going where God has called you to go, but I want to tell you this morning uh, that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that rises against you, God will condemn. That is the heritage of the servants uh, of the Lord, and when you're going the direction that God has called you to go. There is nothing that the enemy can put in your way that can stop you. It might look like you're going to perish. It might look like you're not going to make it. The circumstances might dictate that your boat is full and it's going to sink. But I want to tell you this morning, if Jesus is on the boat, that boat is not going to sink. If Jesus is on the boat, come on somebody, that wind will not prevail. It will not prevail. It will not win. It will not take me back. It will not sink my boat. Come on. Jesus is on my boat. Jesus is navigating my trip. Jesus is ordering my steps. The one that's ordered my steps is the one that created all things, spoke the worlds into existence. Why would I think that a little bit of wind is going to be able to curtail what God Almighty is doing? I want to build your faith this morning. Why don't you stand to your feet, lift your hands, and say, I'm not going back where I came from. Come on. I'm not going back. I'm not turning around. This boat will not sink. This boat is moving forward with the Lord. Come on. Claim it right now. I'm going forward with Jesus. I'm going forward with this plan for my life. I'm not going to worry about whatever contrary is coming my way. I'm going to stand in faith and believe that God is with me. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. You can be seated. They immediately... The waves were beating on the ship. The waves were beating on the ship. When a storm comes, it's all about the ship, right? It's it's all about the vessel. It's all about the vessel. Because if the we feel like 
the vessel fails, all is lost. Amen. If the vessel fails, come on. If the, if the job fails, come on, what are some things that you put your security in? Come on, because storms affect that which we find safety in. Amen. That boat was a safe haven in the middle of the ocean. Amen. Giving them a ride to the other side. They felt safe in that boat. But when the storm came, it affected their security. It affected what they trusted in. It affected what they believed in. Come on, I'm going to tell you, a storm will immediately identify what you put your faith in. Because storms will destroy the things that we put our faith in. Come on, it'll destroy the outward. It'll destroy anything that we find comfort in other than the Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen, they're in the middle of the ocean. The wind is blowing. The waves are wrecking the ship. Wrecking the ship. Come on, tossing the ship. The ship's being filled with water. They're doing everything they can to keep that boat afloat. They're bailing water. Come on, they're running around trying to, trying to do what they can to put themselves in a position to stay afloat. Come on, somebody. But I want to tell you this morning, I don't have to worry about the boat floating when I got Jesus on board. Come on, I don't have to put my trust in that which is carnal or that which I can see with my eyes. When I got Jesus on the ship, that storm is going to wreck everything in its path. It might wreck the vessel. It might sink the vessel. Come on, it might destroy the job or the finances or what have you. But I come to tell you that Jesus Christ is greater than the storm. He's greater than the storm. They feared for their lives. That's, what it's, that's really what it comes down to. My life, I just want to keep doing it the way that I'm doing. It's my life. It's really, that's what it comes, they feared for their lives. My life is going to be lost. My life is going to be. Uh, this storm could be the end of me. Has anybody ever said that? This could be the end of me. This storm could be cause, is what causes me to perish. Come on. Amen. This storm, this could be it. Amen. This could be the one. say that who was I talking to was it you I said that one day Sam, Sanford's son he's having a heart attack remember that this is the one I'm coming Elizabeth every time he got some bad news that's what he'd do the kids have no idea who Sanford's son is they were like what are you doing I said that Mike said that's Fred Sanford Remember that. This is the one. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care who you are. This could be the one. 
This is the one. Amen. Why do we think that way? Why do we think with such uncertainty? Come on. Why, why when we get in the middle of something, we just think the negative side of it? Come on. That it's always going to turn out for my worst. It's always going to be to my demise. You know why? Because we don't understand the forgiveness and the forbearance of the Lord. We don't understand the mercy of God. And some of the things that we're going through and some of the things that we go through in serving the Lord, we feel like we deserve it. We feel like that we're there because we deserve it. If you're Jonah and you're running from the Lord, then you deserve it. But if you're living your life for God and you're in Christ Jesus and you're going the direction that he has asked you to go, I come to tell you that you are walking in the mercy and the forgiveness and the forbearance and the grace of God and you're not, you're not guilty of your past anymore. Come on, some of us are waiting for our past to, to catch up with us. Waiting for it to catch up with us and drive us under. Waiting for it to catch up. We think when a storm comes, well, this is just that, that thing I did catching up with me. I deserve it. I'm probably going to die in this. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. The grace of the Lord has covered you. Come on, the mercy of the Lord has covered my life. The blood of Jesus has washed clean everything that I've ever done, everything I've ever said, every thought that I ever thought that was not like him. I am walking in a newness of life, and his mercy is covering me. Clap your hands to the Lord if you believe that. Still running from your past. If you're still running from your past, you will fear when something happens. If you're still running from your past, you will immediately think that this is to my demise. You will immediately think if you you're either running from your past or you're pursuing your future. It's not both. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? If you're running from your past, you'll be in the boat. The storm will rise up. God's in the boat with you. Jesus is on board. Come on. Jesus is there. The creator of all things. The one who hung on the cross. Took the stripes on his back. He's on the boat. Come on, somebody. He is present with you in the middle of the circumstance that you're in. But you'll still think that this is going to kill us. This is going to take me. This is going to do me in. If you're running from your past, you're just waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for that thing to rise up that's going to destroy you. But I come to tell you this morning, you need to cut ties with your past. Forget those things which are behind you and reach forth to those things which are before you. And press toward the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. Man, if you're pursuing your future, you understand that the thoughts that he thinks towards you are not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of peace to give you a hope and to give you a future. He's not out to destroy your life, but to sanctify your life, to change your life. Come on, somebody, to show you how powerful he is in your life. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worth Ask yourself this morning, why am I so fearful? Why am 
am I so fearful? There's some of us here that we live in fear. Everything that happens, you're like, oh my, it's going to turn out bad. I can see it already. I refuse to think that way. He's the strength of my life. Come on. He is my refuge in the storm. Come on. He is my secret place that shields me from all the pestilence and all the disease and all the things that might come. Come on. He is my shelter and my refuge. He is my shield and my buckler. Come on. In him will I trust. I don't care what you have to face. When you got Jesus, you got everything that you need. got everything that you need. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why are you so fearful? Amen. Because they're trusting in things that can't keep them up. And they're running from their past. Not really understanding that their future's on the boat. But in the storm was revealed how powerful he really was. In the storm, in all of their fear, all of their doubt, come on, all of their activity, all of their effort in working, trying to keep the boat afloat. Finally, they run to him to wake him up. Okay, now, have you ever had to wake up dad? ever had to wake up dad you know mom don't want to wake up dad because we wake up dad as a last resort right because when dad wakes up he's like what you woke me up for that remember I used to work midnights my dad used to work midnights something something would happen in the house mom would be or we couldn't get the mower started can't get the mower started we just didn't want to mow. If the mower don't start, then I don't have to mow. It's me and Matt out there. I won't pull once. It won't start. Mom, the mower won't start. We can't mow today. We're going to go play football. No. Your dad said you need to mow. We're going to get that mower started. Go try again. It won't start. Remember those things? <laughs> I'm walking in some of them days myself. Not really. Finally, she's like, go wake your dad up. Maybe we should really try. Put some gas in it, makes check the oil, pull it a couple times, fires right up. All of a sudden, the mower's running. Cause we wake Dad up for that. He gonna be mad because you know better, right? They had just seen him feed five thousand with five little pieces of bread and two fish. 
He took the he took it and he th- gave thanks for it and he broke it and started feeding people and 5,000 people ate out of that little basket of food. And they took 12 baskets of fragments up from the food that was left over that nobody ate. Because they took they took more than they could eat. Come on, somebody. And they took more up than was actually at the first. They stood and watched it happen. Can you imagine? Come on. It was an indication of how powerful he was, how good he was. Come on, what he could do. Amen. Nothing is beyond him. They get in the boat and they rise up against a storm. Now all of a sudden they have no faith to get to the other side. Come on, sometimes when we get in the middle of something, we need to just remember what God has done for us. Remember what God has brought us from. Remember what he's delivered us from. Remember the healings from the past. Remember everything, all the blessings of the Lord and the times you didn't deserve it, but he extended it to you. Come on, let it be a testimony against your fear. Come on, let it be a testimony of the power of God in your life. But when something comes up, we immediately forget about all those good things. It takes discipline to control your mind. Come on, you got to get your mind in order, don't you, Sister Debbie? Amen. I can't allow those those thoughts of fear to to dominate my thinking. I can't allow it in my mind. Amen. That's not of the Lord. Amen. It's not of the Lord. Amen. We need to get it right and understand that fear needs to go. Faith needs to rise. And I need to start speaking life into my situation. I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. I'm going to overcome. I will not succumb to addiction. I will not succumb to the wiles of the devil. I will not succumb to the storm. for me that you're awake. No, they were so fearful. They come running in. Lord! Lord, Lord, we need you. Come 
this is what you're afraid of? He steps out on the bow of the ship and he says, Peace! Be still. The wind stops completely. The Bible says there was a great calm. It, everything just went from here, chaos, to just question because he didn't know the answer to it. He asked them that question because he wanted them to realize how foolish it was for them to be afraid. It's foolish for you to be afraid when you're in Jesus. Let me, let me, let me give you some revelation this morning. If you're fearful, you're unbelieving. you're fearful, you're unbelieving. Amen. And if you're unbelieving, there's something you're doing outside of the covenant with God that you should not be doing. Because the, the, the things that, that provoke unbelief in our life is sin. Come on. And if we're fearful, we're unbelieving. There's something in our life that's not right. We got to get ourselves straightened out with the Lord because if I'm in Christ, my life is hid with him in God. I don't have to worry about my existence here because he's going to order my steps and plan my path and protect my health. If there's something I have to go through to prepare my heart to see him in a greater way, I'm willing to walk through it. Come on. I'm willing to go through it because I know that the Lord is with me. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to go with you even to the end of the world. I want to tell you, he's with us. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. He's in this house this morning. He has not left you by yourself. He has not stepped away from you. You need to believe in his power, believe in his path, believe in his way. Lift your hands to the Lord and worship him today. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is here right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, stand with me all around the building. There was a great calm. Really, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for calm. We're looking for peace. Because where there's peace, there's rest. There's no rest in fear. Because fear has torment. Perfect love casts out fear. What is perfect love? 
It's God's love. It's agape love. God's committed his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He expressed his love for us by becoming a man, going to the cross and dying the sin of the cross for us, for our sin, so that we could go free. When you understand how much God loves you, there's no circumstance that you could ever go through that the top what God has done is love for us. In Romans chapter 8, he talks about what can separate me from the love of God. It's in Christ Jesus shall persecution, shall famine, come on, height nor depth nor anything else separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. When you understand God's love for you, there's a faith that rises up. And you say, you know what? He already paid the price for me. With everything that he's done for me, this circumstance right here is no different. I'm in his hands. Some of us this morning, we need to, we need to have a, a fresh revelation of God's love for your life. In Revelations, when Jesus is talking to the churches, when he's talking to John, and John's writing what the Lord said to the churches. He said to one specific church, you have left your first love. You know what the first love is? John said, we love him because he first loved us. That's first. And when you understand what how much he loves you, everything that God wants to do in your life is is through how much he loves you. The testimony of what he has done in your life. So when he says they had left their first love, they had forgotten all the things that God had done for them. Come on, they had forgotten all of the trials he got them through and they had forgotten all of the sin that he had forgiven and the price that he paid on the cross and the deliverance that he brought to their world and the restoration that he brought to their family and the peace that he brought to their minds and circumstations. They had overlooked the, circ- the, the, the times when God had been so, so, so very good to them. And all of a sudden it just became mundane and work and tradition. God wants to restore that love this morning. And when you experience that love again, the fear will leave. Because everything I am is because of him. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. In him I have my existence. All things were made by him and for him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Come on. 
You were made for him. I'm telling you this morning, when you experience God's love in your life and you realize everything that he did, that's just not a story. He did that for me. When you realize all that he did for you, all of a sudden there will be a faith that rises up on the inside and there's no longer fear. But it's love. Amen. And if I'm in the middle of a storm, Maybe he just wants to show me a greater revelation of who he is. And in order for him to do that, he's got to put me in a situation I've never been in. Because at the end of this storm, he said, who is this man? What kind of man is this that even the wind and the sea Obey him. I want to tell you this morning, God's love will conquer everything that you're facing. Come on. It'll conquer everything that you're going through. It has the answer for every situation in your life. I don't care what's risen up. I don't care what stands in your way. I don't care what the obstacle is. There's nothing that transcends the love of God. He stepped over all of it when he went to the cross. He triumphed all over all of it and nailed it to the cross. And I'm telling you this morning, the love of God, it's available today for you and for me it'll encourage your heart it'll heal your body it'll give you the strength to move forward it'll give you the faith to stand against impossible circumstances God's love will prevail it'll never fail lift your hands to the Lord this morning oh God's love wants to move and operate in this house today come on God's love is above everything Come on, why don't, we, why don't we have a renewing of our mind and our heart and renew to ourselves what God has done for us, what he has brought us through, the things he has done for us in our past to bring us to this place, the times he has preserved us and kept us and healed us and allowed life and vitality to come back to our bodies again. Come on, how many times? How many times has he saved you from accident? How many times has he kept you from death? How many times has his word prevailed over your life? Come on, why don't we flood these altars this morning and lift our hearts to the love of God and say, God, remind me, Lord. God, remind me, God, as I run back through the memory banks, Lord. Remind me, God, of your love for my life. Remind me, Lord, that love, God, that overcomes everything, Lord. Fill my heart with it, God. Ignite my spirit with it, O oh Lord.
my spirit, Lord. Set my, my, my heart ablaze, Lord, with the testimonies of your goodness, Lord, with the praises of my heart. I'll sing forth your praises. That song will continually be in my mouth. I will praise you at all times. I'll not let that first love die. In the shadow of your
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.